Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to Florida Gardening. And if you haven't set your clocks uh, forward yet, you're going to notice it still says 707, just like it does in the studio here. So uh, it is actually 807. <laughs> So uh, that's what it is right now. So check your clocks. Uh, uh, we, we did move forward. So, uh, of course, you, you need to push those clocks up uh, one more hour. And, of course, then you'll be up with everybody else. All right. Let's get to the phone calls. I said Lori in St. Pete was coming up first. Lori, good morning. Hey. Hi. I'm Mark. How are you? Um, um, great, thanks. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome. I have a question about my neighbor's Australian pines. Yes. That the suckers go halfway across my yard. And what's the best way to stop them, control them? Well, the, the these are invasive trees. The Australian yeah. pines, and I, I was fighting my neighbor, Walgreens. Uh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, I was fighting my neighbor with those for 14 years. And? And finally, out of the blue, I mean, after I kind of gave up. <laughs> they cut them down. They, they cut them all down. They they had a company come out, and uh, even though they dropped one across our fence, which they took care of, uh, they uh, they dropped them all. Now, these are big trees. And yeah. you wouldn't believe the amount of garbage that falls out of those trees. And then, of course, the suckers that come up throughout my nursery, uh, which I'm yeah. constantly fighting as well, just like you are. Now, do you just have the suckers that are growing up maybe uh, four or five feet? Well, or do you have regular trees? Oh, no. I, I have trees. They used to be – they're on my neighbor's side. Okay. They used to be all the way down the – side of the house but they cut some of them down there used to be those punk trees and uh what do you call the uh pepper trees? oh brazilian pepper brazilian pepper, ah yeah. shinus terebanthifolia and melaleuca boy i'll tell yeah. you problems so they took all that the the first two out and they left two australian pines ah. but these suckers are all over the place in their yard, well, she keeps them cut down, but they're in the neighbor's yard behind me. Sure. They don't do anything in their yard. So, well, are are you cutting down. these off as they're growing, and just cause, because really that's you're that's limited all. at doing anything else. If you let them grow, uh, they're going to get bigger and bigger. So you, you need to cut them and, and get rid of them. I've but, been cutting them down and putting, uh, you know, like Roundup. Yeah, uh, for the homeowner, that's probably. All you're going to be able to do, Lori, however, I'm going to let you know, there is a product on the market that people pay pest control operators like myself uh, to come out, and once you cut a, let's say you had a bigger tree, a Brazilian pe pepper tree, or maybe you've got these Australian pines, and they cut the tree down, there is a product called Garlon, G-A-R-L-O-N. 
Garlon that you can that pest control. You have to have a license, a pest control license to purchase. Uh, but once you cut those, you you get a, like a paintbrush, and you can paintbrush the the cut, and that's it. It doesn't grow no more. Well, that's what I've been doing with the rabbit. Yeah, up, which right? yeah. But um, that's about all you're going to be able to do as a as a homeowner. Now you can always. I mean, you can hire a professional, but you have to have someone out there to go cut them all, and then the guy comes through and he paints them all, and at least that one doesn't grow anymore. Well, is there uh, a certain amount of time that you have to uh, brush that stuff on after you? It's you. It's supposed to be down? applied after after cutting. Basically, uh, they're supposed to. Uh, what they're supposed to do is uh, most of the time the, the tree people go out there and they will remove a big line of these trees, right? And, of course, there's too much stuff going on right then for, for someone, uh, a pest control operator like myself. Well, we've told people in the past, you go ahead and cut them all down today. And then tomorrow when we come out, you get your guys to go ahead of us and make fresh cuts, okay? So you cut them lower to the ground because they, oh. they usually don't go out there and, and cut them super, super low. They'll they'll make the final cut. When they make the final cut, we just paint them. So it only takes minutes to do that per tree, and we walk right on down the line and just paint them all for them. Huh. Okay. So that's the that's the professional way to do it. Well, I've been cutting them down when they're small, you know. Sure. And but for a homeowner, you're you're probably doing all you can do, and that is to go ahead and, and just uh, put a little bit of Roundup on them, and hopefully they won't come back. <laughs> Yeah, well, they don't come back in that spot, just somewhere else. Yes, yes, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Wherever the, it seems to be, wherever the roots are exposed. Well, not necessarily. Believe me, I've been fighting these. <laughs> I've been fighting these. I was fighting these for so long, and you know the other problem is they had cypress trees back there, and of course, I think I even had a couple of cypress trees. So I was not only fighting these these uh, Australian pines coming up. But all the knees coming up from the cypress trees is oh, oh boy, yeah. We call them ankle busters. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then what I'm doing is pretty much the only thing I can. Yes, do. I think you're doing what what you can do. Uh, cut them off as close to the ground so you don't trip over them or or get the lawnmower stuck on them. Uh, as close to the ground as possible. Maybe a sharp uh, a pair of good uh, pruning shears. Uh, to, to you know, heckle pruning shears or something to to uh, cut oh, yeah. them off real low, and then yeah. uh, paint them with a, a good a roundup application uh, up on top when you're done, and maybe that'll work for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. All righty. I thought you'd have some magical control. Well, I do. It's called Garlon, but that's that's going to cost you though. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, but I can't buy. No, it. but you can't buy. It. You have to have it done professionally. Correct. Yes. Right. Yep. And that'll cost an arm and a leg, probably. It's not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Thanks uh, so much, Mark. You are very welcome. Thank you. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, Rick in Newport Ritchie and then Rick in Land Lake. So Rick in Newport Ritchie is first. Good morning. Hi, Rick. How are you doing? Good. Hey, uh, I've got a, a Haas avocado tree. It's about five feet tall. Yes, it's very, very heavily uh, foliated. You know, I can't even see the the trunk. It's just got so wow. Thick of a, you know, um, congratulations! Right down, the, right down to the ground. Yeah, um, and it looked really vibrant, dark green. I mean, it looked beautiful up until about a month ago, and I noticed that uh, it started to lose that vibrancy. The the leaves got kind of dull looking, 
And they didn't, I'm not going to say they curled, but they started to curl slightly. Okay? All right. In the, in the last couple of weeks, um, the tree has, well, the last few weeks, the tree has put out the, that heavy, you know, yellow budding type. Oh, the blooms. Uh, okay. Yeah, blooms, whatever. And it's also sending out new leaves, yes. new leaf shoots. But at the same time that it's doing that, uh, it's losing a tremendous amount of the old leaves. They're yes. yellowing and they're dropping off the tree. Is yep. that normal? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, sure. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to make you happy at the end of it. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's 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 very common. Uh, the leaves will usually uh, they'll 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 turn yellow. They won't look as nice as they did. They'll get uh, brown spots at the half the top of the leaf will turn brown. Uh, yeah. Some of them will fall off. Some of them will stay. But all those new leaves are coming as well as the uh, flowering buds of of your uh, next year's crop of or this year's crop of avocados, I guess, yes. Okay, well, that's precisely what it's doing. Yeah. Uh, anything I should do to the tree or just let it do its thing? No, I would, yes, uh, there is things to do. Uh, after your fruit have formed, once you get fruit on the tree, has it produced before? Because it's only a five-foot uh, tree. No, uh, it, it it produced one poor little avocado last year, and before it got to uh, maturity, it dropped off the tree. Ah, uh, well, remember, they don't mature on the tree. You have to pick them when they're no, of yeah, size, no, and then no, they ripen no, up. No, okay. Yeah, I know that, but, I mean, it, it didn't even get close, and it dropped off the tree. Oh, well, and that, no, and that it, happens. It cr- Pardon? That happens because the tree, yeah. obviously, you know, it will only hold what it can. Right. So, uh, no, for a lot it, of people. Hasn't, hasn't produced a crop yet. Yeah, a lot of people call and they ask, well, you know, uh, you know, I had so many on here, and they all fell off, but, you know, a dozen. And I say, well, right. that then it was able to hold a dozen. Right, <laughs> you know? right. So you had a dozen this year. Uh, that's right. the way it is. So uh, as the tree continues to grow, once the the flowers are gone and, and the the fruit is set, uh, start fertilizing that tree. A good eight ten ten fertilizer, a uh, five foot okay. tree like you're describing. At least a half a pound of fertilizer uh, spread evenly around the you know tree itself probably once mm-hmm. a month or once every month and a half. Okay. Push the tree. Get out, anything growing underneath the tree away from the away from it. Okay. So no grass, and, uh, no sod. Okay. And uh any uh when uh, the tree starts to produce for you and you start getting a bunch of avocados once the tree matures, uh then I then I'm going to talk to you about uh, using the uh, uh co-side uh 3000. Yeah, that was my next question. Yes. Don't worry about it yet? No, I probably wouldn't. No, it's too small. Okay. okay. You got big trees. Right. And- hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we, then we move another direction. All right. Okay. Thanks so much. Fair All enough. Right. Thanks, Rick. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, let's go to Rick. Rick in Land Lakes. Good morning, Rick. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, I had actually three questions if I can get to them all. All right. But the first one is I have a lime tree that is budding tons of limes on it. But oh, I'm, great. 
if I can spray it with any like bloom fertilizer or anything like that, any to green it up a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, you should be applying at uh, two-thirds petal fall, okay? Uh, where are you looking? You're in Land Lakes, okay. Uh, for people that grow citrus, if you ever buy one of my offices, stop in because I have a, a, a absolutely fantastic um, flyer that basically tells you all the citrus diseases that you should be looking for on your tree. It's fairly decent descriptions, okay? So uh, that might help people out, and I, I'm just throwing that out there. It's free. You know, I just give those away. I tried to put before, but I was worried about spraying that with the buds on there, you know, the flowering. Yeah, uh, if as long as you're not using what we call malathion in oil. Okay. If you're using malathion 50, then you're fine. Gotcha. Okay, because that doesn't have the oil oil base to it. So Malathion 50 and or Conserve. You can use Conserve too. Conserve works, uh, which is spinosad. It, it works very, very well. And it's pretty, it, it, it gives you halfway decent control of leaf miners as well. Now, the other question I had about, I have a lemon tree as well, but it's very small and some it has so many buds on it that one of the branches is touching the grass. And I was wondering, should I just cut that off or should I prop it up? It's just, it's just real small. It's only about a foot and a half tall. The whole tree? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that'd be fine, I guess. Okay. I, I, I didn't know whether to get me. I have so many buds on it, it's weighing the limbs down. Uh, yeah, if you want to take that one off, I mean, you know, when they're growing trees in in a grove situation, mm-hmm. they don't care. They let them things lay right on the ground. Okay, okay, uh, shorter the better. In fact, uh, more of the practices that they have been using in South Florida are moving further and further north now, where they're trimming uh, these. The, you used to see these. I, I, I have property out in Wachula, which is a one of the major uh, fruit bearing. Uh, areas uh, for oranges uh, they would used to maintain their trees large trees big big trees okay and so hard to pick because you're up on a ladder and you got to move that ladder a thousand times around each tree well man they're cutting those things down to 10 feet now gotcha and that's where mine my lime tree is the last question i had a plumeria and i trimmed it vertically like you suggested you know yes and on the ends though i'm getting like a fungus like little spots where you know, this dried up already, you know. And yes. They look good. The, the tree still looks good. Well, what, what what kind of spots? Are these black spots or are these black soft spots or are these like gray hard spots? Uh, I think they're black, darker ground spots, but they're just around the circle where I cut. You know, there's an inner circle like the marrow. Yes. That's cool, but around it, you know, the wooden part is like a little... It looks like it has a little fungus on it. Well, if you if you take your thumb and you rub your thumb over that, does it is it mushy? I can tell you, I can go. If it's mushy, or you know, you know, or it flakes off by your thumb rubbing over the top of it, then you've got then there's something wrong. That's not how it's supposed to be. It should it should callus over. Hello, I think he went to look. Uh, okay, I can hear you now. Okay. 
I wasn't able to get out there. The phone went. The phone goes dead on you. Okay, here's the thing: if if it's if it's mushy, uh, or you can push it off with your thumb and it's slimy, Mm -hmm. not good. Go down, cut down another inch or so, and let's recut that off on an angle, vertical, straight up and down with the ground, so nothing, you know, so that when it starts to heal, uh, it goes it goes the way it's supposed to. But if you got that black on there, you got to cut it. Okay. Okay. Um. And it doesn't rub off. Oh, no problem. Just let it go. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. The other part is how long does it take for that to start healing over? And Because I got another one. I actually bought it from you, and it's already producing leaves. And, and part of the tree that I didn't cut is producing leaves already. So I was wondering how long it takes to produce leaves on the, those cuts. Well, the first thing that's going to happen uh, in your plumerias right now, it's going into bloom. Uh, most of them are going into bloom. Uh, and then they'll produce the little small leaves usually afterwards. Uh, after the cut, how long? It, it just depends how many arms it puts up. If it puts up one arm, it'll be a little bit quicker than if it puts up three arms because then they have to elongate. And once they elongate, then they'll uh, start to produce leaves on it. But, hey, we're we're early still. I mean, we're real early. This is, you know, we are we are early March. By April, mid-April, those plants are going to be booming for you. Okay. I don't want to take up any more time. I know. And I've got to go for a break. So okay, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> you're listening to Florida Gardening. I'm so late. And let's get right back to the calls. Oh, I'm going to got to go quick here. Let's see here. I'm going to Jeff in Tampa. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Mark. I have a neighbor who is a new neighbor, and he had a note from his insurance company to trim oak tree branches over the top. Overhanging the the home, sure. Yes. All right, so the neighbor asked permission to come on my property to trim my tree with branches that went over. I said, yes, come on over, trim it back to the base of the tree, make it look right. Trimmer did it and managed to rip cut one of the larger limbs, probably about an 8-inch diameter. Wow, he didn't do an undercut? <laughs> no, he didn't. So I asked him, okay, it was a mistake. Paint it with some pruning paint, please. Yeah, normally we don't do that. Normally we don't. Okay. No, that, that they found that uh, painting, filling, uh, none of those work, okay? It's it's better to let the tree heal naturally. Okay. The trees, uh, this is an oak tree, I take it? It is a water oak. Yeah. Water oak, okay. So trees have a natural ability called it's called CODIT, C-O-D-I-T, and that's called the compartmentalization of decay in trees. And it is a natural uh, occurrence within trees that once you have a wound, that this uh, uh, phenomenon, I should say, and I don't know if I should say that, that's just one of the things that trees do, to heal themselves. And by putting coatings or filling, you're creating a barrier to that process, and you're also creating other problems, like uh, disease problems or fungal problems that can get into the tree because they get underneath this material that you put in, and or they, they or it holds them there, and other diseases can get in because the tree is not allowed to, to breathe and do its job naturally. Okay, so just let her go. Huh? Let her go at this point, yeah. Okay, question number two having to do with uh, planting some new Bougainvillea in a wonderful <laughs> sandy soil. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, should I use or 
recommend to use any additional soil? Things? You sure you want to put bougainvillea? Yeah. <laughs> I hate them bougainvillea. Okay, okay. Right. you go right ahead. No, they'll grow in sandy uh, soil just fine. And remember, bougainvilleas thrive on neglect. Yep. Okay, uh, so we don't need to spend the money on black cow No, no, don't do it. Nope. Okay, that's it. Oh, that's it? Okay. Thanks. Very so good. Well. Thanks, Jeff. Bye. All right, bye bye. Uh, sorry about the tree. I mean, that's hey, that that's what happens. Uh, uh, have have to have to just live with that. Uh, Heike, I think that's how you pronounce that. I'm sorry. You're going to be first coming up. I got to take a quick break, but Heike, uh, then David, then Beverly. So stand by. You're listening to Florida Gardening. Stay tuned. Hey, in fact, we've got Dave Purdy. Dave Purdy's in the newsroom. He's going to bring us up to date with what's happening in the world. Here's Dave. And let's get right back to the calls. I've got Heike and Seminole. Heike, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Uh, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, very close. Hakey. Hakey. Very good. Hakey. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Friday, we we bought, uh, my wife bought a uh, royal velvet camellia, three-foot-high, two-gallon container. Oh, beautiful. Gardens. Okay. Beautiful gardens. And uh, the question and it, is... Uh, and this is the royal velvet? Yeah. Okay. And uh, so we have two planting choices on the east side of our house, uh well, how far away from the wall? Uh, there's no competing uh, uh, other plants or trees except some ginger. Or on the south side, where it would be underneath a fairly large magnolia and maybe as uh, other root systems to compete. But it would be filtered sun on the south side. And so the question is location and uh, how to plant it. And you do not want to place these in full sun. Uh, more... Uh they do better under trees, okay? Okay. All right, so uh, definitely under a tree is, is your best choice if, if the other choice is full sun. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, but okay. the full sun would be just in the morning, and the uh, afternoon it would be blocked. Very good. You want, you want it blocked by the afternoon? Yeah, so that's the east side where it would be blocked in the afternoon. Very good. Yes, put it there then. 
And, uh, you know, I I absolutely adore uh, camellias. And there are there are several that I grow myself that I really like. Uh, I'm not familiar, <clears throat> excuse me, with the red velvet uh, variety, but you got uh, this at where, Bach Tower, you say? Uh, yeah, Bach Gardens. Bach Tower Gardens, yes. They, it's the ro- Royal Velvet. Royal Velvet, yes. Uh, dark, dark red, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, the varieties that I grow are Don Mac, uh, Laura Walker, uh, Debutante, and gosh, I can't remember the last one. But they all will do well here. Now, here's the key. There's there, there's a thing for people that grow uh, camellias. You, they got to be in the they got to be in the shade in the in the hot part of the day. Okay. okay. They you do not fertilize them during the winter months as they're setting their buds. Otherwise, they'll drop the buds and they'll go back to leaf production. Okay. Okay. Uh, kind of like a camellia does. Uh, they they will actually uh, if we if we have cool weather, that's what you want. The more cold, the the, the better. But if we get a big warm-up while you've got these buds that are hanging on your camellias just waiting to open, and you get a big warm-up, they'll dehiss and drop all the buds, go back into leaf production again, which I've had happen to me too. Okay. It does happen. Uh, pay attention to spraying your camellias for T scale. T, as in Tom, scale. And it's going to be on the bottom side of the leaves, bottom side of the leaves, and it's going to, it's going to look like salt and pepper. That's what it's going to look like. Okay. All right. And so you're going to you're going to, you're going to need something like a a, a melathion or a melathion and oil product, just like oh. you would use for your citrus tree. I would prefer just regular melathion. Okay. It's going to happen, and you're also going to get spider mites. You're going to get thrips, and you're it's just common. It happens. Okay. And and uh, uh, yeah, spider mites are going to be on there uh, as well. So. You just need to be aware of it and fertilize them on a regular basis. They're not going to grow crazy on you. You'll probably, I've never once had to prune my trees. Of course, they haven't really grown either. Uh, in years, years, okay? I'm talking 10 years. Okay. So, what, uh, what type of soil or how should we uh, prepare the soil to find them? You want to, uh, you want a good, uh, uh, acid uh, forming soil. So you want something with a peat and perlite mixture down there. So if you have to improve the soil, it'd probably be a good idea to improve the soil with a with a lot of peat. Okay. And if you want to put mulch down, you put pine pine straw over the top. Pine straw. Yes. Okay. Uh, now this will be uh, automatically uh, watered with reclaimed water that we have. So does that. Well, you could always test your your water supply, but I wouldn't worry about that. To be honest with you, I, okay. I, that's how I'm watering mine is with reclaimed waters too. Okay, uh, so the if we plant it underneath the magnolia tree, uh, it's not going to be terribly as far as the root competition for nutrients and food and so forth. Well, it will, but that's okay because you're still going to fertilize it with a good azalea type fertilizer, azalea camellia fertilizer. All right. Uh, two other quick questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah up north, we ha- uh, northern Virginia, we have a persimmon tree about three years old. Sure. Uh, and, uh, of course, the next week it's all going to be below freezing. 
and uh, wondering whether there's possibility of having any fruit this year on the persimmon tree or not. Uh, for up there? Yeah. Possible, sure. Okay. Possible. And uh, the uh, we've got a number of uh, plumeria root cuttings. The tips now are starting to uh, uh, show growth. So when's yeah. a good time to plant those on the ground? I'd wait another month. Another month. Wait another month. Keep them in those pots and... and you know, don't overwater. Remember, no leaves yet. Uh, water usage is re- is very much restricted. All right, got it. All right. Okay, thank you very much. All right, uh, Cakey, that's right. Is that Cakey? Uh, Hakey. Hakey, Hakey. I'm sorry, Hakey. All right, very good, Hakey. I appreciate the call. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Hakey. I got, okay, I, I like that. Uh, David in Palmetto. Hey, David, good morning. Good morning, Mark. I have some earth boxes with a variety of vegetables, kale, lettuce, tomatoes, and I noticed some white flies. Oh boy! What can I use on that? You're you're really limited. Um, I'm kale, huh? Yeah, I got two different kinds of kale, two different kinds of lettuce. I noticed the white flies are only on the kale right now. You know, the, the I would look for liquid seven. I would try conserve first. Go with conserve, C O N S E R V E, conserve. And if that's not going to work for you, then you move up the ladder and you go to seven, liquid seven, S E V I N. And if that doesn't work, you go to the Malifian fifty. Okay. And if that doesn't work, you yank them out and put new plants in in about a month. Okay. You know, or you put them somewhere else. Yeah. I'm a a big enthusiast. I'm very enthusiastic about having gardens in separate areas of the house because of white flies. White flies this year, they say, are going to be horrendous. Okay? Just letting you know. Okay. I can do that. Uh, One more quick question. Sure. These uh, walking iris, I have several of them. Uh, a year or so, they bloomed really nice. Now I notice all the tips of my greenery is uh, is brown, and uh, I just have a few blooms. Is there anything I could do to promote some more blooms on these things? What what color are these? Are these the purples? Yeah, they're white, purple, bluish. Yeah, white or bluish, yeah, bluish or purple. Uh, I, I have the same variety, and I was just looking at mine yesterday, but they were all they were they all looked pretty good. But sometimes what happens uh, with the iris is that the the individual fans, you know what I'm talking about, the the fans. Sometimes those will die on me, and and the individual fans. But you know, it never stops the plant from continuing to grow. Uh, I would just throw in a let's throw a little extra fertilizer down for them, a good eight ten ten, and give them a good watering, and let's see how they look in about a month. Okay, now these. These blades that come off and then the flowers on the end of the blade. Yes. After, after it blooms and stuff, then it grows a pup on there. Uh, do we need to take them off? Well, that's I what mean, you can use. That's what they, they call those walking iris. And the, the pup that comes off of there, usually as if the blade falls down, okay, that that's 
the term they give it, as that falls down or falls over and it hits the ground, the pup actually roots, and that's how they call it the walking iris because it continues to, to, to set itself. And do we, I mean, is it good to just at that point cut them off? Because, like I say, these are in pots on the patio. Oh, uh, well, you can cut it off or, you know, go ahead and root those. You know what? You know what I've seen some people do, uh, and I, it's kind of interesting because I I learned about this years ago when when I was grafting. Was, uh, there, there's a process called in arch grafting, and there were some very very sick old old 100 year old citrus trees that had lost their root system. Okay, so you would think for an old old tree, and these are big 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 huge trees, right? You'd figure out cut it down, right? Well, they didn't want to do that. They wanted to save them. So what they did is they grafted, they started in little pots, they actually grafted new roots onto these trees from plants, new plants, and they grafted into the very base of the tree, and then they planted the bottom of it, and those became the new roots of the tree. <laughs> it's amazing. That, that's, that's good to know. Amazing. So anyway, uh, the same thing for you. You get yourself a couple small pots. And where right. those have 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 fallen over like that, root those out in those little small pots. And when they've rooted uh, into the pot, you cut them off and you share. Now, over the over the years, these things have gotten huge, and I took them out of the pots, and then I break the fans apart, and it'll just be like thirty or forty fans. Yes, uh, different ones, and I just gently break them apart, and then I put them in pots, and they grow again. Yes, and that's that's how come I have so many of them. And I'm just trying to get the ones I have to do a little better. I moved them into the uh, to the filtered sunlight. Okay, I didn't know you had that many. So if you have that many and you don't want to put the time and effort into it, uh, cut those things off. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. You are very welcome, David. Thanks. All right, bye bye. Uh, yeah, that, that's that'll be the easiest way. Uh, my numbers. Look at that. I went through all my lines. Hillsborough County nine nine zero nine three five two. Pinellas County four six one nine three five two. And here's my toll free line one eight hundred nine six nine nine three five two. I got time for another four or five calls. So come on, Mary in Newport Ritchie. Mary, good morning. Yes, um, I'd like to ask you a question about a couple of Leyland Cypress. Yes, they're about. Um, Four and a half feet from tall from the dirt to the tip of their, their tops. They, get, they normally get 60 to 70 feet tall and 15 feet wide. But I like to use them for um, privacy. Um, block, block the view. Um, if I trim them, if I top them, would that um, work to keep them from growing? So how, how big are they right now? They're four and a half feet tall from the dirt. They're in a pot. Oh. Dirt to the top of their tip. Okay. And so like, how tall do you want them? Let's put it that way. No taller than eight feet, ten feet. Then you let them grow to eight feet, and you cut them. Okay, and that that will keep them stabilized at that point, like a head. You should be well. The side branches, you know, even though there are no side branches really, but the side branches after you top them will continue to grow. Then you just maintain it at that height is what I'll be getting at. Okay, so yeah. they get as wide as fifteen feet wide, so that's good. I don't mind that, so I can let they will eventually get that width. Yeah, but you don't want to take, you don't want to, to you don't want to lose the uh, form of your tree yet. You okay. want to let it grow to the height that it's going to be, and then if you don't want it to grow any any taller, you could probably top them. But you, it's going to be a main maintaining issue at that point to to keep them at that height. 
okay, so you just you just cut them across the top of you. Well, that's what obviously if that's all you want them to do or the height that you want them, then that's what you're going to have to do. Yes. What kind of year would you trim them back? What would you cut some of them back? I yeah, would. What kind of, what I would probably cut them back in the spring. That's probably the best time to cut them. Okay. Yep. Okay. And um, one more quick question on on fruit trees. Yes. I'm trying to keep them small. I have got some red navels and some red grapefruit, ruby reds. Can um can you keep how how wide past the canopy do the roots go? Well, the roots extend out uh, under the canopy and beyond the end of the canopy. Uh, but the roots are not the types of roots like oak trees where they're going to break up concrete or undermine a foundation or things like that. Uh, you're not trying to move these, are you? Or no, they're still in pots, and I want to plant them. But um, they're near septic. The, the backyards have septic tanks. I oh, I see. Get, and I and you don't want to get you you don't want them to get into the septic tank. So how far these. away from the septic are you going to go? Are you planning on putting them? Well, that's what I'm asking you. How far? I away would I would go. You know, from because septics are, are kind of funny because they'll go out and then sometimes they'll have these things that come off the septic tanks, these exactly. lines that run out. Uh, right. I would keep them ten feet away, minimum. At least ten feet. Yeah, okay. because in you know, depending on the size of the tree, if the tree grows up and the tree's you know ten or twelve or fourteen feet tall. You know, you might have some penetration of that septic tank, but it's going to be years and years and years before you'd have any problem. These are about um, dirt to top, about four feet tall now. Oh yeah, you're, yeah. Small. If you put them ten feet away, you're you're you'll probably never have the problem. Me That's and you will both not. be we'll, we'll be under that tree uh, long before it becomes a problem. <laughs> okay, and one more quick question: yeah. um, Which needs to be colder, peaches or um, apples? I've got some Anna and Dorset golden apples. Uh, you want to plant and, and also some local peaches? Well, they both like to be cold. They both have chilling requirements of at least 200 hours uh, okay. of, of cold. So you're in Newport, Ritchie. You you might yeah. make it there. You might make it there, sure. Okay, I was just thinking of location on the property. That's yeah, put them at. both in the coldest areas. Exactly. Northern okay. exposure, uh, cold areas. That's where you want them. Okay, All right. thank you very much. You're welcome, Mary. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, I got to take a quick break. When I come back, it's going to be first Jim, then Stuart. Stand by. You're listening to Florida Gardening. And let's get right back to the calls. I've got Jim in Palm Harbor. Hey, Jim, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How you doing? Good. I got a couple of questions. Sure. I got three mango trees. Okay. They're healthy. They got buds on them and everything. But on the side of the bark, it's gray. It's got like scales. And like little buds of moss coming out of it. Yes. Okay. What do I do? All right. That's that's very very easy to take care of. What you have is a lichen, a lichen, which is a mold and an algae uh, that are together, and you can and then the little looks like a little plant growing there. Uh, that's just another tillandsia or a moss, like a ball moss, right. and those are all easily controlled with regular spray copper. Copper spray, about five or six bucks. I think you can pick up one at any garden center or Home Depot or Lowe's. They'll have it as well. And you mix it up in a in a gallon of water and just spray the trunk and the stems. You don't need to spray anything else with it. Just your trunk and the stems. And you do one application. You wait 30 days. You do a second application. And that's it. Okay. Uh, what's a good fertilizer now that I can use? Uh, for the mango tree? 
Yes. I, I would use an eight. Is it a large, large mango tree or is it a small? A humongous. Humongous. You want a two, ten, ten. Two, ten, ten. Okay. Fertilizer. If it's huge, remember, huge fruiting trees, you don't want them to grow anymore, right? So why why pay for nitrogen, the first number on a bag of fertilizer? Uh, you just put a little bit of nitrogen down, but you want the flowering and the fruiting, right? Right. So a 21010 is for large trees uh, that you just want fruit or flowers. 21010. And for a humongous tree like you're probably describing, uh, and I'll relate that to uh, the width of the trunk. If the width of the trunk is 12 inches, you need six pounds. You need six. You divide that in half, and that's how many pounds of fertilizer you need around it every time you fertilize. Okay. So if it's 12 inches across, you need six pounds of fertilizer. Ten inches across, five pounds of fertilizer. That's on all trees, okay? And you don't go next to the trunk. You never, ever go next to the trunk. You go halfway from the trunk to the edge of the drip line. That's where you start. And then you go beyond the drip line. And just use a little handheld fertilizer spreader. And just to let you know, you know what I'm talking about, the little handhelds? Right. That holds five, about four to five pounds of fertilizer. Okay. All right? Uh, okay. Now, I'm watering uh, through a water softener that goes through my house. Not good. So- I know. Yeah, it's so, got salt. Yeah, you can't do that. So what's well? What's my alternative? Uh, bypass my, I guess, my water softener. Yeah, bypass. You know, you could probably for is this for your is this a home or a condo yeah. or it's a home. home. Okay, yeah. so where what you need to do is just call your 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 plumber or the guy that uh, put in the softener and just tell right. him just tell him put in a bypass for the outside of the house where you use right. where you normally use your water from if you don't have a well or something no i don't okay and where are you located we're well uh we i got three locations <laughs> pinellas pinellas okay uh, uh in pinellas we're at 66th street and almerton road Okay, next to Dunkin' Donuts over there. Uh, d- yeah, Dunkin' is down the street a little bit, same side of the street. Uh, we're right next to Walgreens. Walgreens is on the corner. We're right next door. My sign is not there because it got blown down in in the uh, – we had that storm went by, and it, it took my sign out. I mean, yeah, 14-foot sign. <laughs> so I'm in the process of having that uh, replaced right now. Uh, yeah. Okay. I appreciate it, Mark. Thanks for it. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, my darn sign. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Stuart in Tampa. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, I would like to have humongous trees. I have oak trees, laurel oak and live oak. They're about five feet tall. Can you give me some fertilizing and watering tips? Uh, Are these in containers? No, they're planted. They're two seasons in. They were small, and now they're about five, six feet tall. I'd like to get them to be shade trees. Sure. Uh, you, you don't need flowering and you don't need fruit, so you can use a good, uh, I would probably apply a 10-0-10 fertilizer or 10-0-8 fertilizer. Okay. How and, about watering? Uh, if, well, you got to water them regularly, okay? Uh, fertilizer, not next to the trunk, but because they're so small still, uh, I probably wouldn't wait. If How close together are they planted? About 10 or 15 feet apart. Okay, I've got a whole bunch, exactly what you've got, you know, and I just use my, my handheld whirly bird, and I'll throw okay. about a pound of fertilizer around each one. So if I've got a handheld whirly gig, I'll do five trees with that, and I just, you know, I just kind of direct it around the trees, all I do, you know. Okay, and, wa- 
And how about watering? Is it, is it like every three days? Is that too much? Well, it depends on temperatures and everything else or how dry the soil is. But uh, in this stage of growing, uh, yes, go ahead, and for, go ahead and water them on, on a regular basis. No problem. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. And, uh, of course, I'm growing oak trees. Uh, uh, oak trees, I actually got, I collected the seed myself right here at uh, 970 WFLA, and I'm growing them. I've got, oh, my gosh, a bunch. So uh, I'm replacing a lot of the old laurel oaks that died on my property down there in Wachula and uh, putting in live oaks. So uh, hopefully they'll be there for years and years. Uh, hey, uh, I hope everybody's up. Uh, already end of the program. Can't believe it. Uh, until next week, remember, everyone, without plants, we wouldn't be here. Stay tuned. We've got, uh, uh, we got, uh, we got uh, of course, Dave Purdy coming up in the newsroom. And David Graham, he's going to be here to let you know how to save your money. Uh, stay tuned. Again, next week, uh, hopefully we'll see you then. Uh, you've been listening to Florida Gardening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.